Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I'm Maria Casillas, your co-host, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Sizemore. Today, we are just here, just the two of us. I know we have spoiled you guys with a couple of really great guests the last few times, but alas, you're stuck with us today. Uh, <laughs> all joking aside, we're happy to be here, and we're really glad that you joined us today. We actually want to talk about something that is kind of buzzy out there right now, Um and that's AI. Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to over talk about it, but we want to kind of talk about it in a way that asks the question, like, are we in trouble? Are there any skills, any trades that AI isn't going to take over the world with? Uh, so I thought it would be kind of fun to have that conversation with none other than Cody. So hi, Cody. Are you willing to have that chat with me today? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and, and as someone who, dabbles with AI myself. Uh Um, I'm not reliant on it, but I use it as like a, like a way to like kickstart my brain kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, to Mm -hmm. get the juices flowing. Um, This is something that I have thought about and I have my own concerns about it as well, but I also don't, I'm also not super concerned with it. Um, So I think that, you know, there's, Probably at least one person out there that's like, what is AI? Yeah, probably. Right. The one. The one person in the world who's asking is listening today. Yeah, maybe to two. Us. You know, so if that's <laughs> you, you're not alone. There's at least no, one other No, we're, we're totally kidding. You're not alone. It's actually, <laughs> it actually is something that I am actually very late to the table for. Um, I, I know it's been around for quite a while. People have been using it for quite a while. Uh, and it wasn't until probably three or four months ago that um, my business partner started to talk about it. And I'm like, wait a minute, who is this Chet that you guys are talking about? And that's how it all kind of came to be. <laughs> like, well, that's how actually, I figured out. Is it chat. That's just what they call chat? it. But, yeah, yeah. was it so? But, what is it? Is it Chat? Chat GPT? Chat I don't know. GPT. See, yes. see, I have no idea. I, we have our own little pet names and everything. Um, but I too am very late to the party for this. So um, anyway, for a those of you who don't know, AI stands for artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence. Yes, yes, which sometimes I need. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell we don't want to talk too much about like you know, whether we're afraid it's going to take over the world or anything like that, because there are many places that we could have that conversation. But I don't think that that's what we want to do today. Today, what we want to ask is, are there some skills that AI actually is not capable of doing better than a human being? And if that's the case, what can we do in order to capitalize on some of that? So I'm curious about that. What do you think? Well, I am going to start with, um, is AI going to take over the world? Just for a second, just Just, for a second, just, just because he's an antagonist (laughs) because it is, it is a legitimate concern for a lot of people. Like, you know, I, I watch a lot of uh, different content on stuff and you know, this, this area pops up relatively, relatively frequently. And there's a lot of people, like a ton of people that are saying like, no one is safe. You know, like AI is going to take over, you know, you won't be able to work a job because 
AI will do it for you and they'll do it for free or very cheap or whatever it might be. Um, so there's a lot of fear mongering around it. And mm-hmm. I've even personally seen it as well. Um, so, you know, the fear I'm, or the takeover, what have you that? seen? What have you seen the fear or the takeover? I've seen both. Um, okay. But one thing I've seen recently is me being a millennial. I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, and I saw an ad that basically was like this person working out and they're like, do you not have the time or money to hire a personal trainer? Well, no worries because with so-and-so AI, you can have your own workout plan and diet plan and all this kind of stuff created for you, for you to just go out and do it, blah, blah, blah. So they're already attacking in quotes. If you, you can't hear me do the quotes, uh, mm-hmm. if you're listening, but I'm doing quotes. <laughs> they're, they're attacking the personal fitness coach realm already with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that got me thinking. I was like, well, if they're going after this industry already, where along the line does that fall for financial coaches as well? Um, and, you know, I thought about that. And I think that there's certain things that AI could do. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that AI could educate people on. So, you know, if someone were to ask an AI, you know, how do you, how do I get out of debt if I have this, 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 and this, and this, and it would tell you like, well, this is what you should do. Um, you know, if you were to ask an AI, like, how do I set up a, a solid budget and, you know, live off of that budget, it would tell you what to do. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that that's, I think that that's the limitation with AI is that there's a really big difference between giving people information as compared to helping people experience a transformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a massive difference because we live and we've already lived even before AI in a massive, massive informational age. So much information that it's almost too much information to where it actually backfires on people because there's so much out there they don't know what to do or they get paralyzed because they think that just learning about it is good enough and then they don't actually go out and do anything about it. Right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's the transformation side. It's the side of things that like we as coaches do that I think is what keeps us in our profession safe in this is that like we help people process their emotions. We help people figure out what actually triggers their spending habits. Um, and for a lot of our clients, they don't even really think about that kind of thing. Like, I don't think that the average person is going to ask AI, you know, like, what are my spending habit triggers? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that AI could even tell you because it's so different from every person to person. You know? Yeah, so- it could certainly tell you a compilation of an average of, you know, what they're t- typically seeing. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's, it is so personal that it would be very difficult for it to be able to give you an accurate response to that question. Yeah. But then even if they were to find out, like if they were to give like a list of different triggers, again, that's just information, you know, yep. like maybe someone does see something that they're like, Oh, that is me. 
while working through that trigger looks different from person to person. Even someone who has the same trigger, mm-hmm. it, they might deal with it differently than someone else, you know? Yep. So I think that that's really where, um, you know, the differences of having the value of a human being and a financial coach to help you with your finances as compared to, you know, an AI thing that's going to help give you information. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you, I'm going to take it out of the uh, financial coaches world for just a second and, and let you know, one of the things that, um, I recently, I purchased something that I was very interested in and it doesn't have anything to do with this, but has something to do with a problem and they had a solution and I'm like, I'm curious to see what they, what they offer. And so I went ahead and signed up for this thing and, um, the first couple of things were videos and it was one of those videos where you know how they use like the chalk, the whiteboard thing where they're talking through things and they're drawing on the whiteboard and it's mm-hmm. like really fast. Yeah. Hand. Um, so it, it was that, and I actually don't mind that kind of video. I, I, I can handle that. But what I could not stand was that the narration was AI. And I could absolutely tell it was AI. It was the person's voice, but it was like the AI had picked up the, uh, you know, all of the words that they were saying and put it in a way that the sentences weren't well done, right? Like the, there was no real punctuation in the, in the verbiage and it drove me nuts. Like when they would have the wrong inflection at the end of a sentence, like it would almost sound like a question or like it was a comma and then they would start again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have to think in order to learn this stuff. And I'm not thinking about the information. I'm thinking about the way that it's being presented to me. And that was so frustrating for me. And so I think that one of the things that AI will never, well, I don't know, it could get super, super advanced, but right now at least it's not presenting in a human fashion. And, and I think that you know, it's, it, it lacks personality. You know, you can talk to Siri and she might have some jokes here and there. So like you can tell that personality is attempted to be written into the script for AI, but it just doesn't, it doesn't have that it factor for me. So I suppose if people aren't really worried about the it factor, like the ability to have sense of humor or, uh, you know, be able to speak like a normal human being, Maybe AI is great for them, but for the average person who actually wants to interact with another human being, I think it's just missing something. Well, I think that that goes to a really good point that no matter how advanced AI gets, now I say that lightly because who knows how advanced it's going to get. Right. But I do feel pretty strongly that no matter how advanced it does get, there is a um, there is like a biological need that humans have for human connection, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing that compares to it. You know, like we are social beings mm-hmm. and, it, you know, sure, there's some people that can operate with artificial intelligence and be totally happy. But I would say that most people do crave that human to human, person to person interaction. Um, now you know, maybe you're listening and you're like, you know, super gung ho on AI and you think it's the best thing ever. And you're like all in and you're hearing me say this and you're just like, man, he's so behind the times, like get with the program. (laughs) Like that's not true. And blah, blah, blah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I have, I have a faith in humanity in that, in that sense that I think that that kind of level is never really going to be replaced. Um, And I think that, you know, with service-based industries, like 
it's, it's service, you know, and, and that's, it's, it's pulling from the direct strength of what humans have, which is that connection, right? Mm -hmm. So whether you're, you know, taking an order as, you know, at McDonald's or whatever, um, you know, there's some people that would love to just go up and just touch the type screen or whatever, or just say what they want and have it automatically out. But then there's other people that like to have that interaction, you know, and, and I think that that's even um, uh, present in today's world where, you know, maybe you have a larger outlet store, like maybe something like, um, let's just say a Home Depot or a Lowe's that is going towards that automated route. But for some reason, the Ace hardware stores are still around and they're smaller hardware stores and people still love those stores because of the customer service, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're, they're smaller stores, their prices are usually a little bit higher, but people still are glad to go there because of that exact reason. Yeah. It's even in their jingle, right? Like. I think it's like um, helpful hardware folks, like they're talking yep. about the connection with the actual people. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with all of that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's even this scene in this show that I just recently started watching. It's called The Office uh, <laughs> to where they talk about this, right? To where they're talking about their competitors like Staples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, the CEO at the time, his name was Robert California. He says, hey, like people will gladly pay our higher prices because of our service, right? And, you know, the whole office like erupts in cheer and everything like that. And, you know, I think that he has in that scene, like there is some merit to that. There is mm -hmm. some merit to that. So I just think that there's a level of um, human understanding and human psychology that a person would have meaning the coach, that an AI probably wouldn't have, even if the AI knew more than the and, person. And it does. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. It wouldn't be able to feel more. Yeah. And I think that that's a massive part of financial coaching is not just the information and the knowledge, but more so the feeling connection that you have with your clients. Yeah. And you brought up at the beginning of the episode, Cody, that, you know, we've been in an information stage for a really, really long time. And mm -hmm. so it really, if we were going to be out of a job, it would have happened by now if it was purely based on information, because people can go and find a lot of the information that we're giving absolutely for free. I mean, this podcast, for example, is free, right? So they can actually mm -hmm. come and, and gain all of the information and, and then apply it on their own. But that application is where a lot of people get stuck. And so I think that is the piece that we definitely will continue to bring to the table, even even as AI, not if, but as it continues to get more and more sophisticated. Um, you can always have some sort of, you know, AI accountability partner, I suppose. But like you said, they don't really, there's something that's just missing from- Well, even with that, like, I'm glad that you said accountability partner, because that's the word that was going through my head too. Um, Think about it like this. So I'm a big football fan. My team is the Detroit Lions, which for a long time, I have been very, very heartbroken. But this year is our year. Okay. <laughs> Don't, um, did you say that last year? <laughs> I say that every year. But this year, I actually mean it. I mean it. But um, I mean, imagine if there was an NFL team whose head coach was 
AI. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you're saying you you might sit there and you and you might hear me say that, and you're like, well, you can't replace a you know a head football coach with AI. Why not? If we're talking about replacing financial coaches, what's the difference? We're we're both coaches, just different mm-hmm. industries, right? And mm-hmm. you know, the reason that that wouldn't work for you know an NFL football coach is because there's something about being a football player, which I can say this because I was a football player, um, being accountable to someone someone other than yourself, there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're just accountable to a computer program, that's not, you, you know, you, that's not like a huge driver to you. Like who are you letting down? Yep. Who are you letting down? Like, oh, you, you know, you, and you could argue like, oh, well, I'm letting myself down. But do you really care enough about that? Right? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, so having that, having that person in your corner to help you stay accountable is also something that I don't think that AI can actually compete with. Um, because there's just a level of like, Hey, I'm not just, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm not just doing this for my coach. I'm not just doing this for my family. Um, you know, like all that kind of stuff, you know, like there is that level of accountability and realness that I don't think will be able to be replaced by AI. Yeah. I agree. One last thing I'd like to say before we wrap up is that I think one of the biggest differences is the active participation versus passive recipient. I've just totally made that word up, but the receiving of uh, information and the receiving of something, but we can just sit passively by and do that. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between a kid just sitting and watching a story unfold on television versus sitting and listening to the story be told to them and be able to imagine the senses, you know, use the senses to imagine what that looks like and feels like and, and so on and so forth. There's a very different part of the brain that lights up when we do that. And I think you know, when we see that happening with our, with our kids and, and a lot of other areas, we can, we're going to see that with our coaches, or excuse me, with our clients as well. You know, there is going to be a difference between having somebody who just is talking to us through a screen or writing something to us or whatever, versus actually having the, the active participation of them having to walk through that process and say something out loud, you know, to the, to the accountability partner for like, in the example you just used, you can say something out loud to a computer, but you know, I talk to Siri when I want her to do something for me, but I can't tell you how many times I have to roll my eyes. Like you idiot. I did not say anything about that. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, when, when I'm talking to a friend and she's like, I don't know anything about that. Like, I wasn't even talking to you. Like, <laughs> Stay out of it. Right. Um, so there is that. I, I just wanted to point out the difference between the active participation and, and just being passively entertained by whatever it is. Um, I, I think it, it does mess with a different part of our brain. And I, I think that eventually we're going to realize that it's not, it's not in our best interest to have um, to be solely reliant on AI, maybe for tasks, but not for transformation, like you said. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's a really, really important difference. Like, does AI serve a place? Yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah, is it the solution to everything? No, I don't. I don't think so. No. So. But I do think at some point we should talk, it doesn't have to be today, but I do think at some time we should talk about the, um, how we can use AI as financial coaches to do some of the stuff that you mentioned, you know, to get that creative juice flowing a little bit and to, you know, use it as a springboard for other things so that we can create really great content for the people that we are working with. Um, but then we don't have, we can, we can give that away, but we don't have to give away our, um, 
our it factor, as I mentioned before. So mm-hmm. anyway, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. <laughs> Someone who has no idea about really what's out there yet. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm going to find out real soon. Yeah, no problem. And thank you to the listeners out there. Um, I want to say a very special thank you to what I would call our every weekers, which are the people who check in every week. You know, um, we really appreciate you. Um, you know, it's, it's the best thing that whenever our producer gives us our weekly updates on our listeners and streams, all that kind of stuff. And we continue to see that number rise. It's a really, really good feeling. So, you know, we appreciate you just supporting this, this show. Um, and, you know, allowing us to do what we do. Um, you know, we, we just do this because we love it. You know, uh, we don't get anything out of this. It's, it's really just something that we saw a need for and we wanted to fill it. So you're a big part of that journey with us. And we just want to say thank you for that. Um, so with that being said, if you are every weeker, I'll catch you next week. If you're not an every weeker, but you want to become one, I'll catch you next week. <laughs> thanks so much you guys for tuning in we'll see you next week bye-bye thank you for listening to the financial coaches podcast brought to you by new money habits and sizemore financial coaching submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on facebook and until next time Happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.